0: But today, my focus is to speak on beyond the senses. Beyond the senses. And as we continue, we're going to understand what I mean. You know, we need our senses to operate in this world. We need our senses to deal with the challenges of life. We need our senses to achieve the things that God wants us to achieve. I need my senses to feel to touch to see to taste and to do a lot of things it's so important that we have our senses but when it comes to walking in the in the supernatural when it comes to getting some things from god there are so many things that will be beyond our senses there are so many things that will happen that god wants to do that we might not be able to comprehend by our senses and until we're able to begin to move beyond our senses into the things that god wants to do in our lives we might not be able to experience the supernatural or experience the blessings and the anointing of god and all the beautiful things that god wants to do in our life very very important So, to move beyond this, we need a life of faith, a life that trusts God. We need to believe and trust God and move beyond the limitations of our senses and move beyond the limitations of our sight, of our feeling, of our hearing, and all of that, so that we can move into the realm that God walks, the realm of impossibilities, the realm of of, of beautiful things, the realm of the supernatural. And in this realm, we need faith. We need faith. We need faith. Hebrews chapter 1 says that faith. Now faith is the substance of things of for Hebrews 11, 1. Faith is the substance of things of for and the evidence of things not seen. And I'll read Amplified Bible. Now faith is the assurance, the title deed. The confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen. The conviction of their reality. Wow. The conviction of their reality. Now, this is what I like. Faith comprehends. Now, this is not my physical senses. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Amplified Classic Edition says that faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. The Bible says in the same Hebrews 6 that without faith it is impossible to please God for anyone that comes to God must know that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So it's very, very important and very, very necessary that we walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by feelings. We walk by faith and not by the things we are able to touch or feel. We move beyond that realm into the realm of possibilities and the supernatural. Where the things that happen in our life will go beyond what I can touch and feel and see. So in the realm of faith. Faith is not we see and we believe physically. No, 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 no. We see with the eyes of the Spirit, we believe before we see physically. So faith is now seeing, is believing, like we say, that is sensual. You see, when we see that this is a microphone, then I believe that there is a microphone. But when it comes to faith, we go beyond our senses and we believe it first. And we see it with the eyes of the Spirit. Faith comprehends as reality what cannot be revealed to our sensual perception. So faith operates beyond our senses perception and we cannot experience god the way he wants us to experience him without moving beyond the limitations of our senses but i want to tell you this i want to tell you this i want to put my finger up and, and i want to confess like many of you would like to that one of our greatest challenges in enjoying what god has in store for us is our senses our senses It's one of the greatest obstacles that you and I will need to overcome for us to experience what God wants to do in our life. Our senses. Our senses. The things we can feel. The experiences. So God says he's going to bless me with good health. But then, I've been having banging headache for two days. God says he's going to bless my finances. But then that's not what the bank account is saying. God says that He's going to move my career to a level that is so going to be so great. And now you've been on it for two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years, and you can't see anything. You know God told you that you're going to be a business tycoon, but now you don't even have any business. God told you that you're going to have properties and so on and so forth, but you don't even have one yet. And we have to contain with these realities. We have to contain with these physical realities of what is acting happening around us and in having to cope with these realities god is saying something else and then the challenge is how can i move from what i can touch and feel and see into the things that i cannot see or touch listen how can i move and that becomes a massive obstacle to many christians and we walk like men, men. we only believe what we see we only think the realities are the things that we can touch, but I want to tell you something it will be very, very difficult to operate in the levels of God and in the place that God wants us to operate until we begin to move beyond our senses into the realm of faith, into the realm where God operates. God doesn't operate within the limits or the parameters of our senses. God doesn't operate within the parameters of our senses. That is why he can be the God that does make the impossible things possible. That's why he's the supernatural God. That's why he can go beyond the limits of my capacity. That's why he can go beyond the limits of my intelligence. That's why he can go beyond the limits of my wisdom, of my finances, of my understanding, of my experiences. God is always breaking that boundaries and always going beyond That because he is the God of possibilities. And so, if God is gonna break through my senses and move beyond my senses, how can I operate and how can I get what God wants for me? Except I am also prepared to go beyond my senses and move into the realm that God operates, and that is the realm of faith, and that's why that scripture says that without faith. It is impossible to please God. For he that must come to God must know that God is And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him Let me tell you something The experiences of my life cannot frame God The experiences of my life cannot put God in a cage Glory to God The experiences of my life cannot limit the almighty God So it doesn't matter what your bank manager says It doesn't matter what your lecturer says It doesn't matter what even your mom or your dad says It doesn't matter what pastor says or prophet says it really doesn't matter what anybody says what matters is what God is saying in your life and because God will operate beyond your sensual perception that means all things possible. The reason why all things are possible is because God is not confined. It's because God doesn't have to follow the senses, the five senses that we operate with. Uh, I want to push this a little bit. Even those who don't believe in God still understand there is a sense that is higher than the five senses. Even people who don't believe in God believe that there is an operation that gas people's life beyond this. Of course, some of them are working maybe by satanic authorities and powers but we have the the reality the genuine stuff knowing that we can operate beyond our five senses and produce the supernatural in our lives if as Christians you only live by the things within your senses you are limiting yourself you're limiting yourself the spirit blew it where it listed nobody tells where it's coming from and nobody can tell where it is going the bible says so is everyone that is born of the spirit john 3 8 now listen carefully to this god is so interested in our lives like never never like you can ever ever imagine and he's ready to break the boundaries of limitations and move you to the heights of his power and his glory but all of this is going to happen beyond your senses beyond my senses because my senses will limit me my eyes will limit me my eyes will limit me my, my, my finances will limit me things will limit me if I want to depend on all of those things they will limit me my family background will limit me my color my limit me my education there are so many things that would limit us so many things that could But when we open our hearts to God and go beyond that, then we'll be able to operate in at levels at the realms of faith and the realms of God where all things become impossible and all impossibilities begin to get scattered, and God will establish in our life what only God can do. Hallelujah hallelujah i pray in the name of the lord jesus and as we go through this as we as i continue to teach i pray that god will begin to expand your mind and god will begin to increase your capacity in the spirit and you'll begin to expand beyond the things you can see and feel and touch and begin to trust god for that which is beyond your senses by faith you know why this is possible Because we read the Bible and we believe God is true. And the Bible is always telling us about things that will blow your mind. The Bible will say things that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ever ask of think or imagine according to the power that walks in us the Bible will say things I will make you the head and not the tail the Bible says things like no diseases that's in Egypt will be upon your life the Bible will say stuff like you are above and not beneath you are a peculiar person the Bible says that it is well with you hallelujah David said I was young but now I am old I have never never seen the righteous forsaken these are the words of God and when God is saying that to you the experiences of your life wants to negate that you have to tell yourself I'd rather go beyond my senses and believe in the Lord will I ever get to a place where my senses will not contradict God no that's not gonna happen I'm telling you the truth you would always have to face it you would always have to feel it you will always have to see things that are not exactly the way God wants but I. Get to tell myself that devil is a liar, that I'm not going to bow to that, but I'm going to stand on the promises of God because all of the ground is sinking sand. Standing on the promises of God that can never fail because God can exceed our senses and do for us what we are unable to do for ourselves. I don't know what your experiences are, but I want to tell you something I've experienced a little bit of God's favor. And I know that if it's going to be by my capacity, (laughs) I'll be in trouble. There are dreams that you would have where there is nothing that looks like it. But somehow in the depths of your heart, you just believe this is possible. This is possible i was saying in the first service, I was given uh, just a brief example. You, you, You know, it's like when we talk about TRM Church, I remember, you know, at the beginning when I felt, I've just been in this country for how many years? One and a half, thereabout. And then I have a heart, and I know this is what God wants me to do. You know what people think? This guy is not serious. You know why? Because my mates are busy making money even though sometimes people think pastors don't make money because they don't know what you do, but that's by the way, but, but that's not where I'm going. But you see, people just abuse, and people think, no, no, no. You know, I, you know, someone joked with me, you know, a man of God, It was a joke, really, a sincere joke, and he said, did you offend God? Why would God not send you from London to Manchester to Birmingham, and then he's pressed in that you want to do something, because before we started, there was not a black church in Preston. And after we started, I can count many that started after us and failed. And so on and so forth it is not because we're better than them that's not where, where i'm going i'm not talking about them i'm talking about us and i'm saying that the things that god will do will generally be beyond our senses if anybody wants to be arrogant then they would think that they understand everything that god is doing and they can put everything in place can i tell you something mr smartman if you can arrange all your life and everything in your life is within the capacity of your intelligence you don't know what it's called the super if all the results you have right now is because you're intelligent you're smart you can do it I, I'm, I'm 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 okay with that that's fine but what i just know is you don't know what god can do you only know what you can do but i want to invite you that there is something that god can do in your life that will be beyond that which you have done so far thank god for the wisdom that he gives thank god for the understanding that he gives thank god for the knowledge that he gives we give god praise because every good and perfect games come from god the father of life in whom there is no variableness, neither the shadow of eternity thank god for all the things that he has given to you but i want to tell you something he has a more for you he has more for you and the more that he has for you you can tap into it as you begin to go beyond your senses. Because God is going to say something to you that will beat your imagination. God will say something to you that you won't comprehend. God will say things that doesn't make sense. And listen to this, that's why we're Christians. Christianity, this is not just a game. This is real. This is real. And as many of us that don't know that this is real, I pray that you would experience God. In a dimension that will make this real to you hallelujah let's take these two examples i want to talk about sarah not not abraham now sarah we talk about abraham a lot but maybe today we just talk about sarah genesis 18 i'll read 9 to 15 following then they said to him where is sarah your wife so he said, Here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door. Which was behind him, verse eleven, Genesis eighteen eleven. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Wow. Where is Sarah? She's in the tent. And then the man of God said, "I will return," or the angel. Or the representation of God. I will certainly return to you. According to the time of life. In other words. By this time next year. You know most of the things that we say as pastors. We learn from scripture. By this time next year. I will return to you. According to the time of life, and behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, were advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Sarah. Passed. Now, five days passed, or five years passed, or ten years passed, decades passed. Biologically speaking, it doesn't make sense. Culturally speaking, it's not, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, and it's going to even look shameful and suspicious. <laughs> and somebody walk up to you, 65 year old, and said, I just had a baby. I know you don't have sufficient faith to believe it. You're going to say, hmm, hmm. <laughs> Mm, they have come again. <laughs> Anybody will think like that. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> these people these people will not kill us. <laughs> you know? Because your friend is not going to take that. Now this woman was even older than 65. She had passed many decades. She has passed childbearing. And then they said, I will return to you by the time of life. Not even now. You are even going to add another one year to it. And then you would have a son. The Bible said, therefore, Sarah laughed. I will laugh. And I, I'm not laughing. This one is not to ridicule the word boar. It's a joke. It's a joke. This is a joke. And Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have the pleasure? My Lord. That's my husband, Abraham, being old also and the Lord said to Abraham why did Sarah laugh say shall I bear a child since I'm old Sarah was not with them do you know that she was in the tent but she laughed but she didn't laugh <laughs> she laughed within herself and yet, yeah, God picked it up When God speaks a word to you, you can shout and scream hallelujah, but God sees from your heart what you really feel about it. God can tell that you're laughing. God can tell that you're thinking, (laughs) if pastor knows how long I've been in this mess, he will know that even God cannot do this. You're laughing in your heart, thinking, I've accepted my life like this. It's no longer a miracle that I'm expecting. I'm fine. Just the way I am. You laugh. But I want to tell you, God can pick up the laughter. But I want to tell you, the real good news is this. Oh, come on, you're not ready for this. Is that God will not count the laughter against you? Yeah. That's the real God of mercy and grace and favor. Because some people taught you that God will be angry with you because you laughed. They didn't read the Bible. The Bible said that when the angel said, Why did Sarah laugh? Saying, Shall I surely have since I'm all? Is anything to act for the Lord? At the appointed time I will return to you according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh. The servant of the Lord said "For she was afraid. And the servant of the Lord said, no, you did laugh. You did. But you know the good news. But it's not going to count against you. Because God knows your frailty. God knows that this is your senses trying to disturb you, and God is ready to go beyond all of that and carry you on a journey for there shall be a performance of those things which was told by the Lord if she believed it doesn't matter that you started you know from where you started from and laughing because it's very very unbelievable you can, how do you believe that it is something your old woman will conceive and have a child let's be sincere with ourselves i 'm going to laugh you're going to laugh, and that's not because we Doubt the capacity of god that's not because we doubt the ability of god but because we have to wrestle our senses and our knowledge we have to wrestle the stuff that we've been taught since we were teenagers about how someone can have a child we have to wrestle all of that and how do you wrestle what you've learned for 85 years and then one angel or a man of god is telling you god is going to throw all of that in the bin and you are still gonna have a child that is incredible how do you believe that? How, who would believe that? It was hard. But like I told you last week, that's where you need to humble yourself and say, Lord, I believe, but this looks like a joke. I believe you, but not this. <laughs> Lord, I believe you can do all things, but to do this, I struggle. Because my senses, my eyes, my feeling, what I've heard, what I've been taught, is telling me otherwise. Anybody has ever been there that you are sure of what God is telling you, but what you can see is so different what you feel is so different how you feel is so different with so many things, I'll take an example it's not just in blessing and in bringing things into your life, how many people here, you feel in your heart that God wants you to forgive somebody, but then you look at what they've done and you struggle, am I talking to you, you know God wants you to love somebody, but then you see what they've done and you just want to be full of hatred, you see that God says move on, but you don't want to move on, not because you want to disobey God, but because you have to deal with the enormity of their stupidity you have to consider what they've done to you how foolish they've spoken about you and all of the things they've said against you and yet God said forgive but you know what because God wants to walk beyond your senses you will never back down he will never back down he will never say because what they've done to you was really bad, don't forgive he won't say it, now get ready anybody a God say you should forgive someone and you're thinking God should understand, no he doesn't because to understand means he's coming down to your level. To understand means that he's trying to make the judgment based on sexual perception. God doesn't operate like that. He's the God of faith. Hallelujah. So he's going to supersede our senses. And he wants you to climb up to the mountain. And be with him and operate like the real son of the most high God. Beyond your senses. And so here now, it's Sarah at laugh, let's be sincere. Sarah simply at laugh because it was a joke. Because it was beyond our senses. Let me tell you something. God will do for you more than you can ever do for yourself. God will do for you more than you can ever, ever do for yourself beyond your capacity beyond your senses and you know Sarah laughed again oh we're not talking about that today that was a real laughter you know why because that which god said he will do he did ah he's the one that speaks and carry it and make it come to pass will he say and not fulfill it Whatever God has told you, don't allow your senses to block your faith. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and say, Lord, I just want my faith to reach out. On Friday, we lend the sacrifice of faith. You have to let your faith, you have to let it go. You have to tell yourself, I struggle, but I have to have faith. You have to tell yourself, my senses, uh, my, my brain is not agreeing with this, but it has to be beyond my brain. You have to tell yourself, you know, the reports, all the reports are against this, but I choose to believe this. My body is telling me otherwise, but I choose to believe this. My experience, tell me otherwise, but I choose to believe this. You have to risk believing God. But it's a risk without a risk factor because God will never fail you. Am I talking to anybody right now? And then I take my second example before we close. Second Kings chapter six verse twenty four to twenty five. And it happened after this that Ben adad King of Syria gathered all his army and went up and besieged Samaria, and there was a great famine in Samaria, and indeed they besieged it until a donkey's head, just follow me, until a I'm just gonna talk through this, don't worry, media, until a donkey's head was sold for eighty shekels. And there was a great famine in Samaria, and indeed they besieged it. A word that is easy for you to grasp is the word sanction. It was sanctioned, locked down, locked up, <laughs> locked in, locked out. Every lock that you can think about. The city was under serious pressure, and it became so terrible. That a donkey's head. Anybody like that delicacy, donkey's head soup? A donkey's head became so expensive, and dove droppings, which some scholars believe might just be some wild vegetables. But keep it as dove droppings, became so expensive extremely expensive to buy and then in 2nd Kings chapter 7 now let's let's back up a little bit to chapter 6 it was so bad that people were killing their own children for food it was so bad that two women agreed and the foolish one killed his own first you know, there are people you don't do deals with, they're terrible. <laughs> you know, and this woman agreed with a smart woman to kill their children. And then you know the story very well, and then the killed one, the foolish one, agreed to kill his own first. You probably will say, I'm a very humble person, would do my first idiot, because that's no smartness. And so she killed her own son. And what happened after that? He said that to the other woman, It's your turn. He said, The woman, <laughs> you know, some people love their children. If you love your child, do like this. You know, somebody else's child is okay to eat, not yours. The woman had eaten the child away. It was that bad. Bargaining the life of their children for supper. Really going ahead to kill the child for food. It was that bad. So it was so terrible that when a donkey's head for that money, some people don't have that money. And so they can't even afford the donkeys and they can't afford the dove droppings. They had to kill their own children to survive. It was that bad. Now, can you get the picture now with your senses? Can you get your sensual perception into a movie scene? An emerging Samaria so dangerously besieged that the people became so desperately hungry. And they are to begin to sell donkey's head for such money and dough dropping so expensive, and so people couldn't even afford it. And they started killing their own children. Can you get what the situation? This is the situation we're talking about. And then Elisha came on the scene. <laughs> and Elisha said, Listen to this message from the lord and i'm very sure everybody would pay attention because israelites they like to mess up but they also like to listen to god to get them out until they would go back again elijah said listen to this message from the lord this is what the lord says and to be good news this is what the lord says this is what the lord says by this time tomorrow in the markets of samaria i'm reading new living translation in the markets of samaria six quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver and 12 quarts of silver grain will cost only one piece of silver another translation new kingdom says a seer of flour shall be sold for a shekel Two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. How? We're going to graduate from killing our children for food into a level where there will be abundance. Uh, that is beyond the senses. That is beyond what I can feel and touch. That is beyond all of that. It's beyond that so an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said look if the Lord will make windows in heaven if the Lord would make windows in heaven if the Lord will make windows in heaven heaven, could this thing be? In other words, even if the Lord thinks he is so wealthy, you know some people are so arrogant, that even if God thinks he is so wealthy, let him open the windows of heaven, and still this isn't going to happen. Some people are so arrogant in their knowledge and expertise, That they think God is powerless. So confident in his knowledge. He's been advising the king for many years. He's the most trusted guy. And he said this is not going to happen. Let me paint a little bit of picture for you. To understand what we're talking about. When the famine happened, a donkey's head sold for 900 grams of silver. A donkey's egg sold for how much? 900 grams of silver. Wow. And the dove's donk that I told you about, a third of a liter, can coke or small leucosate, that's about 33 CL, yeah. A third of a litre of those donks sold for 57 grams of silver. Silver. Not money. Not uh, calories. Silver. Next one. But this is the prophecy. Seven litres of choice flour. Hey. Choice. That's the best. The ones that king would eat, not the one for common people. You see, 7.3 liters of choice flour will cost only 11 grams. And 14.6 liters of barley grain will cost 11 grams. That's abundance. Tomorrow, tomorrow, in 24 hours, let me just pause to say this. The fact that people abuse things doesn't mean God cannot do it. Do not allow the stupidity of men to rob you of your trust in God. Don't allow the mistakes of men to stop you from believing in God. The fact that somebody got something wrong doesn't mean God cannot do miracles. Because what happened is this: you're going to, because of a mass mistake, lose God's blessing for your life. You're going to say, because somebody misused God's money, you're not gonna give. Because somebody misused God's position, you don't think that people should be pastors and whatever. Because somebody misused their title, so we shouldn't have NDs and managers. They It is human to hell, like people say. It is for God to forgive. That's not your business. Because what happened is this. If you are not careful, you are going to allow the mistakes of men be your bondage. Tomorrow, don't worry, just leave it. Tomorrow, 14.6 liters of barley grain will cost only 11 grams. How? I don't know. I will God do it I don't understand but can he do it yes he says he will do it I have no choice but to believe now to understand what has happened now what will happen after the miracle 57 grams of silver will buy you 76 liters of barley grain instead of a third of a liter of those droppings. Now that is abundance. Anybody following me? 57 grams would buy you a third of a liter of those dung. Now it will buy you 76 liters of grain. Now, let's move on to the next one. A donkey's head. A donkey's head was costing how much? 900 grams of silver. Now, tomorrow, the same money will buy you 1,195 liters of barley grain. That is supernatural. Instead of a donkey's head. Now. Picture that in your senses. How can that happen? And that's why I struggle to blame that man who said, this is not going to happen. Don't even get into the ratios. It will blow your mind. But do you know that God is able to do what man cannot do? We have to believe that. I don't know how big your faith is, but you can never believe anything bigger than what God can do for you. You can never, never believe anything bigger than what God can do in your life. Let me just give you a few advices before we close. Imagine if the man of God had not said it because it sounded stupid. Because I would say something, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. People can be so poor and things were so bad and you say God has told you that tomorrow it will be like this. Stupid. But I want to tell you something. Always be courageous to speak God's word because you're not the one that will carry God. And don't be afraid for him that he will fail because he will not fail. What is important is to be sure that it is God's word. If it's God's word, say it, and live in to bring it to pass. If the man was afraid so I've declared that, if the man was afraid for God, there are so many things in your life, and I want to say this. When God really tells you something, you're scared to tell people. You know why? Because it doesn't sound sensible. It sounds stupid sometimes. Just imagine you're poor, you don't have a house, and then you think, I believe God wants me to, in the next 10 years, God wants me to have 10 houses. People will listen to you, they will shake their head. There's something wrong with you. You're just starting a career and you're saying, I see myself owning my own company and doing this in five years. People will look at you somehow. And because you're so scared, because it doesn't make sense, you have also dropped what God has told you. Because your senses are the things that are going on around you you negate the things that you believe God wants to do for you. Please, God will always operate beyond our senses. Let's trust him. And like i have been saying, it doesn't have to make sense because God is fine to operate beyond our senses. It doesn't have to agree with our sensual perception. It doesn't have to agree with our intelligence because we're limited. Are they? Anybody know that we're limited? We become unlimited and limitless with the power of God. And so as a Christian you will you will sincerely you'll be shortchanging yourself if you're not ready to disbelieve your senses in order to believe God you'll have to you'll have to tell yourself this is what I feel but this is what God says and if you prefer what God says to what you feel then be ready to go beyond your senses and to trust God who is able to do for you what no man can do. Does that have to make sense? And also we need to understand that God's timing is not our time. There are times where God decides to walk very, very fast. And there are times where you think he's slow. But it is never too slow for perfection. God will bring things into your life at the best time possible. You might not grasp that. You know why? Because of our senses. That don't make sense. Everybody that came to England, everybody that you meet at work, everybody, they have bought their own houses. And they have cars you don't have and your senses will be telling you you see yourself now that devil is a liar it's not true if God says he will bless you we bless you at his own best time and there is no a better time than God's time when you judge with the timing of other people your senses will put you in trouble But if you trust God, you will know that he makes all things beautiful in his time. But then, God can also decide that it's going to be fast. And that's what I was telling you before. Here now, it was the next day. And that's unbelievable. But God did it. Listen to this. If God can do, he won't say but it will say anything because it can do anything. And that's what the Bible says, Is there are anything too difficult for God? And final point before I read my last scripture. Let no one's knowledge, expertise, or understanding stop you from trusting God. Let no one's knowledge or expertise stop you from trusting God. Let nobody walk up to you. Let nobody walk up to you and tell you something that negates the will of God for your life. It doesn't matter who the person is. You know, I always say this. If I come up to you and give you a word that negates the word of God for your life, you have every God-given audacity to build it. Straight because men sometimes become arrogant because of their experiences and knowledge and wisdom and understanding. People become arrogant because now they have money. They become become arrogant because now they are position. And sometimes they say things that God has not said. And in this case, the man that the, 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 the king leaned on, who was his best. Adviser, the one that is trusted said, "It's not going to happen." Just like the owner and the captain of the ship told Paul when he told them this voyage on the on the voyage to Rome that this is going to be disastrous. They didn't listen to him. Let me tell you something: God's wisdom is always superior to the wisest man, and that's why the Bible says the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom. If God speaks, there is no wisdom of man that can contend with God. If I say to you, by the word of the Lord, a thing, that it's superior to all experiences put together. Because what you, get, what you need to know is that I have not spoken based on experience. I have spoken based on God's word. You have to, I pray God will give you wisdom to tell it apart because every man's wisdom can fail but god doesn't fail so when the when when the prophet said tomorrow the guy said no it's not going to happen and but the man of god is not like some of us he's not very gracious in his dealing with people He, he just sentenced the guy to death he said, because it will happen, you won't see it. <laughs> and that was the end of his life. <laughs> Let's be careful who you talk to. Touch not my anointed and do my prophet noam. Amen. Jeremiah 32 verse 17. Our Lord God, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. In life, we will face many difficult things. In life, we will have so many challenges. And God will speak to us in the midst of our challenges and trials. But then our senses will have to contend with what God is saying. But remember this. Faith Is the substance of things up for the evidence of things not seen? I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that your faith will become so buoyant to operate beyond the limits of your sensual perception so that you are able to enter into the realms of God and into the realms of possibilities. God can do what he says he will do in your life. But it will always be beyond your senses.